was once again the second Samuel chapter 9 verse 1 let's go over some of the things we went over last Wednesday because we know it is what restoration time it is restoration time glory to God once again here in second Samuel chapter 9 verse 1 it says and David said is there yet any that is left in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when he had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? And he said, Thy servant is he. And the king said, Is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God unto him? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan has yet a son which is lame on his feet. And the king said unto him, Where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he is in the house of Mature, and the son of Emiel, in Lodabar. Now we know the Bible scholars say Lodabar would consider the scum of all slums of that day. Amen? Now it says Jonathan, Jonathan's son was lame on his feet. And we know once again, today's time, people that are lame on their feet can still make a living. Amen. Matter of fact, people with no legs can still drive a car. Amen? Amen. Why? Because of medical science, amen, and the inventions that have been invented in our day and time. But in their day and time, if you were lame in your feet, you were done. There's no way you could earn a living. So now Jonathan's son, as we know, is a kid a royal background. He's a kid of royalty. He's Saul's what? Grandson. And Saul was the what? The king. So in verse 5, it said, Then King David sent and fetched him out the house of Mature, amen, the son of Amiel from Lodabar. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was come unto David, he did what? He fell on his feet and did what? Reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth. And he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness For Jonathan, thy father's sake. And once again, this is us in Christ. Amen? Why? You don't have this kind of favor because of how great of a person you are. You have this favor because you are in Christ. Somebody say, I'm in Christ. Come on, tell your neighbor, are you in Christ? Glory to God. You have favor because why? Because of the blood covenant. And he said, and I will what? Restore thee all the land of Saul, thy what? Thy father, I, sh- I will what? Restore. Somebody say restore. restore. Come on, what we're talking about. It's restoration time. He said, I will restore thee all the land of Saul, thy father, and thou shalt eat bread at my, what? At my table continually. Well, I want you to look at verse 8. And he bowed himself and said, what is, this thy, what is thy servant that thou should have what? Look upon such a dead dog as I am. Amen. Once again, notice we notice that David tells him he's going to restore everything back to him that his grandfather owned. Amen. And what's he do? He starts calling himself names. He calls himself what? A dead dog. And we talked about this last week. We must stop calling ourselves names. And what was wrong with Mephibosheth? Is what he was taught by his environment. Think about it. He was lame at his feet. Come on, say amen, somebody. He lived in Lodabar, which considered the slums. 
And this is the way he what? This is the way he seen himself. And what's sad about this is he said this after the king called him. He said this after the king said, fear not. He said this after the king said, you're going to eat at my table. Come on. He said this after the king said, I'm going to restore to you what your grandfather had. And that's pretty good because your grandfather was the king. Come on, say amen, somebody. He said this after he said, I'm restoring all that you have or all that, you, all that your grandfather had because of your dad. Because of my covenant I have with your daddy. Come on, say amen. After all that, Mephibosheth says, why would you do this for a dead dog like me? And what people do? People grow up calling themselves no good. Even after they get saved. Say it again. Even after they get saved. God would never use me. Come on. How would I ever do that? Where would I even get the money to do that? Come on. All that is, we talked about it, is a demon teaching you to call yourself names and limit yourself. Why? Because sometimes your greatest enemy is yourself and how you see yourself. They say it's not the enemy, it's the inner you. <laughs> Come on, Sama. Are you with me out there? So we said, and then we said there's another name calling that you get got to get over, and that is you listening to those lying, exaggerated Antichrist critics that are talking about you. And some of you can't go forward because you can't leave that junk alone. Come on, you have to get over what people are saying about you. Let me say it again. You have to get over what people are saying about you. Stop listening. Don't even entertain what they're saying about you. Come on, say amen, somebody. Somebody come up and say, well, sister, so, so, I don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to. No, you sit up there. What she said. Then you're getting yourself all riled up. When all you do is say, no, I don't even want to hear it. Because it don't make any difference what she say about me anyway. Because I know who I am in Christ. Come on, say amen. But look at this once again. Look at verse 7 again. And David said unto him, fear not, for I will surely show thee what? Kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake. And what? Restore thee all the land of Saul thy father. And thou shalt eat bread at my table. How often? Continually. God is saying he's going to what? Restore. Somebody say Restore. And we know God's the God of what? Restoration. But the word of the Lord that also came at that ministerial conference is, once again, that 2017 will go down in human history as one of the greatest years of restoration. Let me say it again. 2017 will go down in human history as one of the greatest years of what? Restoration. Why? God's going to restore things to our government. God's going to restore some things to our country. God's going to restore moral base even to America. God's going to restore some things in your life. Somebody say, I'll take that. And one of the things God said is, my people never ask me anymore to restore things that were broken, things that were stolen, things that were left behind. And we know sometimes it was self-afflicted. It was something that we did. Come on. Something that you broke. Come on. Say amen, somebody. But the Lord said, my people never ask me to restore things. 
And God has a whole list of things. And God says, my people never ask me to restore these things. They just chalk it up as a lost. And they keep marching on. When it's still there. It's still in storage. But you don't have, you never asked for it. Come on, say amen. amen. Psalms 35, 27. It says, let them shout for what? Joy that and be glad. Somebody say, be glad. glad. Turn neighbor, look, look, tell them, look like you glad or something. <laughs> Let them shout for what? Can I get a shout for joy in this room? Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, Let them shout for joy and be glad that what? That favor my, anybody favor his righteous cause. He said, yeah, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Come on, somebody need to say that. Say, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. I'm his servant. What's God want to do? God wants to grab Satan. And march all your stuff back to you. Come on, say amen, somebody. Why? That's what he gets pleasure in. He gets pleasure in giving back to you what the devil stole from you. And God is saying, why are you robbing me of my pleasure? No one is asking me anymore for the things that they lost. No one is asking me anymore things that were broken. You're counting off as a loss. And God says, I didn't give it to you for you to lose it. Look at Psalm 23.1. We talked about this last week. When God begins the restoration process, he's going to start from the inside out. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He making me lie down in what? Green pastures. He leading me beside what? The still water. Then he what? He what? He what? He restores my soul, leading me in the path of righteousness for his namesake, but he restored my soul. And we asked a question last Wednesday, why would God need to restore your soul? One of the reasons is, If he doesn't restore your soul, it's hard for you to grasp anything else he's going to restore to you. Come on, say amen, somebody. And God wants to restore our what? Soul. He wants to restore our soul from life's damage. Restore our soul from people damage. From that venom that gets in there and messes everything up, damage. He wants to restore our soul from those hurts and disappointment, damage. That's stopping us from going forward. And if you you didn't let all those things get to you, there's still hope. Because why? God is a God of what? Restoration. The healing power of God can restore your soul. Somebody say my soul. Go to Psalm 51.12. Come on, we're talking about this restoration time. 
Psalms 51, 12 says, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy what? Free spirit. He says, Restore the what? Joy. The what? The joy of my what? Salvation. And we talked about this. Imagine that. You could be working in the ministry, serving in the church, and you could literally lose the joy of how great it is to be saved. You can literally lose the joy of how great it is to live as a Christian. To the point you got to ask God to restore the joy of your salvation. But God is the restorer. Say it again. God is a what? A restorer. And he's a restorer of good things. In 2017, God is going to restore your soul. And God's going to restore the joy of your salvation. You're going to be happy again that you're saved. You're going to be happy again that you're going, not going to hell and you're going to heaven. You're going to be happy again when you do serve in the ministry. Let's go back to 2 Samuel chapter 9, verse 9. Where it says, the king, then the king called Ziba, Saul's servant, and said unto him, I have given to thy master's son all that pertain to Saul and to all his house. Do you hear what that said? He said, I have given to thy master's son all that pertain to Saul and to all his what? Now, you got to keep in mind, Saul was the king. He was a what? He was a king. David called Ziba, who was the keeper of Saul's estate. He was Saul's land steward. So he knew the vast richness of Saul's estate. Come on, say amen, somebody. And he said, Mephibosheth became the master of it all. The master of what? Of it all. Then he tells Ziba, Thou therefore thy sons and thy servants, talking to Ziba now, shall till the land for him. For who? Mephibosheth. And thou shalt bring in the fruits, and thy master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, thy master's son, shall eat bread always at my table. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants to wait on this man. Then says Ziba unto the king, according to all that my lord king has commanded his servant, so shall thy servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table as one of the king's sons. In other words, Mephibosheth was given a royal pension. Not a government pension. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That you hoping GRSI has still had GRS has. <laughs> I'm talking about, amen, a royal pension. Come on, say amen, somebody. And listen to this now. He had all this wealth coming in. All, listen now. He had all this wealth coming in, but he didn't even have to spend it. Why? Because David took care of him. Oh, you hear I just said that. 
on. He was as one of the king's sons. So you know he was taken care of. So the question is, who was the recipient of all the wealth? Well, it says in verse 12, and Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah. And all that dwelt in the house of Zebo were servants of Mephibosheth. Micah, Mephibosheth's son, received the benefit of the wealth of his father. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. Well, look at verse 10 again. Look at verse 10 again. It says, Thou therefore and thy sons and thy servants shall till the land for him. Thou shalt bring in the fruits, and thy master's son may have food to eat. But then he talks about Mephibosheth. But Mephibosheth, thy master's son, shall eat bread always at my table. So who was he talking about? Thy master's son. Micah. Somebody say Micah. What's this confirm? This confirms Proverbs 13, 22. Anybody know it? But it's on the screen. You should know it now. <laughs> A good man, what? Leave it to what? Inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. This was a serious inheritance, folks. And this is the type of inheritance you're going to be able to leave your children. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said. And children's children. Come on, say amen, somebody. And you see, David was a type of Christ. His love and kindness illustrates God's love and kindness towards us who were one time without God and we were one time fallen, folks. Just like David wasn't under any obligation to Mephibosheth, God wasn't under any obligation to us. And in all rights, we were rebels like Saul at one time. Okay, amen. We were brought low like Mephibosheth. Come on, say amen, somebody. We were impoverished or I could say never reached our full potential financially. And we too were lame and impotent at one time. But just like David, God inquires, who's that person that's willing to humble themselves before me? Just like David, God inquires, who's that person willing to commit themselves to me? Why? Because that's the one I want to take out a load of bar. Oh, you hear what I said. That's the one I want to restore their forfeited inheritance that they thought they lost. That's the one I want to take into communion with myself and set him at my table and let him feast from the dainties of heaven. God wants to treat you like his own son. Turn to Isaiah 57, 15. Somebody say, I'll take that. But he's looking for that person. He's inquiring. Who's that person that's willing to humble themselves before me? Who's that person willing to commit themselves to me? Isaiah 57, 15. For thus say, the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity. Whose name is, whose name is holy. I will dwell in the high and holy place. With him also that is of a what? A what? Contrite and what? Humble spirit. To revive the what? Spirit of the what? 
humble. Do I have any humble people in this room? And to revive the heart of the what? The contract ones. For I will not contend forever. I will not contend forever. Neither will I always be, always be always robbed. For the spirit shall fail before me and the souls which I have made. God is saying, if you got what you really deserve, you couldn't really handle it. And you would have what we call a broken spirit. Come on, say amen, somebody. He said, for the iniquity of, of his covetousness was I wrought, and I smote him. I hid me, and I was robbed, and he went on forwardly in the way of his what? Of his heart. And this was us at one time. We went in the way of our own heart. And when it says, I hid me, God was saying, since you shut me out, I went about my way. Yes, I was angry, but I had to let you go because why? That was your choice. Verse 18, he said, but I've seen his ways. And we're what? And we're what? He said, I've seen what they've done, but because of my grace, I will heal them anyway. But then he says, and I will lead him also and restore what? And do what? Restore what? Comforts unto him and to his mourners. See, the word comfort here is translated compassion. The word compassion, according to Webster's 1828 dictionary, means having a heart that is tender. In other words, God wants to show you how tender his heart is towards you. He wants to restore to you that insight of how much he really loves you. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. Then he says, I create the fruit of the, uh, fruit of the lips. In other words, I'm going to put a new praise in your mouth. Let me say it again. I'm going to put a new praise in your mouth, and I'm going to restore peace. Somebody say peace. Peace, peace he says. Then he says, peace, peace to him that is afar off, and to him that is near, save who? The Lord. Now, those that are far off is us who are one-time Gentiles. And those that are near are the Jews he's talking about here. See, we just don't know, know it, but guess what? We're on equal plane, or I could say better than the Jews. Because we we're under what? A better covenant. But he said he's going to restore peace. Peace. Somebody say peace, peace. The word peace here is a word that Jews are very familiar with. But not us so much. And it's the word, it's the Hebrew word, shalom. Somebody say shalom. And the word shalom means completeness. It means soundness. It means welfare. It means safety. It means soundness in body. Come on, it means health prosperity it means quiet it means tranquility it means contentment it means friendship it means of human relationships and with God especially in covenant relationship it means peace from war in other words your warring days are over with that situation why because God is restoring peace he's restoring what completeness soundness Soundness in body, prosperity, tranquility, contentment, friendship. 
and restoring human relationships. Somebody say human relationships. Then he says, and I will heal him. And I what? Why? Because healing is a big part of this restoration that we're going to witness. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. Healing is a big part of this restoration that we're going to witness. But you've got to grab a hold of it. Somebody say, I've got to grab a hold of it. Go to Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 17. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 17. Come on, he said, I'm going to restore peace. And I will heal him. I will, I will heal him. Jeremiah 30, 17 says, I, for I will what? Oh, yeah, somebody better grab that. I will what? Are we talking about restoration here? He said, I will what? Restore health unto thee, and I will heal thee of thy wounds, saith the Lord, because they called thee an outcast, saying, This Zion, whom no man seeketh after. Notice he says, because they called you an outcast. They said, in other words, he said, then he says, whom no man seeketh after. That means that they say no one cares about you. And sometimes that's what the devil wants you to believe. Come on, say amen, somebody. No one's coming to rescue you. You might as well just accept the way you are and just live with it and deal with it. Well, God is saying, I'm going to make sure, because Moses says, this is Zion who no man seeks after, but he said, because they, they called thee an outcast. Somebody say they. God said, I'm going to make sure the they's of this world, including Satan, see the goodness I'm about to restore back into your life. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. I'm about to show the they's of this world that there's a God that cares about you. There's a God that cares for you. Come on, say amen, somebody. They're not going to be able to talk about you anymore when I get finished. I'm going to shut their mouth. They're going to be in awe of just you when they see you. Say amen, somebody. Why? God said, I'm going to restore health. I'm going to restore what? I'm going to restore what? Verse 18. Thus said the Lord. Behold, I will bring again the captivity of Jacob's tent. And have mercy on his what? Dwelling places. And the city shall be built upon her, upon her own heap. And the palace shall remain after the manner of, in other words, you are getting your houses back. Come on, somebody looking for, anybody looking for a house in here? Anybody looking for a house in here? Hallelujah. And see, like Mephibosheth, you're getting your inheritance back. Even an inheritance you didn't know you had coming. Come on, say amen, somebody. And out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and a voice of them that make merry. Come on, out of them shall proceed what? Father, we just say thank you. We thank you, Lord. 
We give you glory, Lord. We give you honor, Lord. We thank you in advance. Hallelujah. For restoring our health. Thank you in advance for restoring my houses. Come on. And then he says, in the voice of them that make merry, God said, I'm going to restore joy back into your talk again. You ain't going to be sounding sad, mad, and discouraged in the mouth. Hallelujah. You know how a sad person sounds. They smiling, but they sounding sad. <laughs> Glory to God. Then it says in verse 20, and their children also shall be as aforetime. What's he talking about? He said, your children are going to be blessed as in the days of old. Somebody say, I'll take that. He said, your children are going to be blessed as in the days of old and their congregation. We'll receive that. <laughs> Shall be established for me and I will punish all. Oh, shake that on my side. Uh, you didn't hear what he said. I will punish all that oppress them. I will punish all that oppress them. They better leave you alone. During restoration time, they better leave you alone. And I like verse 21. And their nobles, listen to this now. And their nobles shall be of themselves, and their governors shall proceed from the midst of them. In this restoration process, God is raising up leaders from among ourselves. Oh, you hear what I said? And he says, and I will cause him to draw near. Talking about the leaders. And he shall approach unto me. He's talking about those that have stepped up to the plate, that are in lay persons. Those that have stepped up to the plate that are in pistis and are planning on going to pistis. (laughs) He's saying, I'm going to cause them to draw near and approach me so I can reveal some things to them. He says, who is this that has engaged his heart to approach unto me, saith the Lord? He said, who else has engaged his heart to approach me but those that have stepped up to the plate? And then he says, you shall be my people, and I will be your God. Lift your hands and give God praise. Come on, lift your hands and give God glory. Come on, lift your hands and give God honor. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you glory. Father, we give you honor. Hallelujah. We think it is restoration time. Come on, it is restoration time. Come on, it is restoration time. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. 